You're listening to Chats by Rotaract Australia, where we bring Rotaractors together to inspire, educate and collaborate. Hey guys, it's Laura, the Rotaract Australia Communications Director. Welcome to the next episode of our podcast. We're super excited to have you guys. And today we are chatting to the amazing Amanda Barnes. How are you, Amanda? I'm good, darling lady. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, look, we are so glad that you have decided to come on and talk all things Rotaract with us. Look, I think reading your bio, um, it's like five pages long and anything <laughs> Rotaract related you've done. Is that, is that accurate? Um, except treasurer. I was never treasurer of anything and it's probably best that the world keeps it that way. But pretty much most other stuff, yes. Yeah, look, I have to agree. Um, I say to people, I do words, not numbers, and there's a reason yes. for it. Yes. The world is a better place if I leave other people to do the numbers. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> well, thank you. So let's crack right into it. How did you get involved in Rotaract? It sounds cliche, but I think it was in my genes, hey? And by that, I don't mean like my Calvin Klein's, but more my DNA. Um, my parents... Like I, I'd done some community service stuff before. I ran like a blue light unit where you run under 18 events for people in the local area. So that was in the Blue Mountains in New South Wales. Um, but mum and dad had been in Rotary for a couple of years. Uh, and But I, you know, attended a couple of meetings, but that was kind of mum and dad's thing. I had never sort of anticipated what would become. But then dad became the youth director of his club. And mum and dad were like, oh, we went to this meeting the other night and it's, it's called Rotaract and you should check it out. And, you know, I begrudgingly attended my first meeting. Um, but by the end of my first meeting, long before I was a paying member, I was made club secretary. Um, and that was about 15 or 16 years ago. So, yeah, some might say I drank the Kool-Aid. Um, but I like to think of it as much more positively uh, that that was the night that changed my life. Um, yeah. And I haven't looked back. And so what club was that and where was this? Okay. So, okay. I mean, the district doesn't even exist anymore because of redistrict and whatnot. So it was district 9690. Uh, it was the Penrith region of New South Wales, Australia. Uh, and the club was called Gunnagarang. Now, it was Gunnagarang Rotaract Club. It was actually the merging of two Aboriginal words that meant where the mountains meets the plains because that's sort of where the Blue Mountains met Penrith Plains was where we met. So the club had been going for a few years, ironically started by past Ryla participants, um, as most of the Rotaract Club's nowadays or particularly in that day had been um been going for a few years when I got involved but yeah I I mean I joined too late for Ryler in my district I was too old for that uh but jumped in with both hands and both feet and just learned to swim <laughs> and so pretty much every rotary youth-ish program you've participated in in some way shape, um, or form. yeah look I could prattle off the abbreviations for you, but I hate them. Um, so Model Unite, like as a volunteer and stuff. So um, like I said, I joined too late for Ryla to be 
a Rotary Youth Leadership Award attendee, um, but Rotary Youth Program of Enrichment, Ripen, um, volunteered for a bunch of years, worked my way through those ranks, and I've been the director for the last couple of years of one of our camps in our district now. Um, Model United Nations Assembly, or MUNA, I helped out with that a few times. Amazing program. Um, there was one in the district called PACE, which was Pacific Australia Cultural Exchange, where we would send kids from Australia to somewhere in the Pacific Islands for about four to six weeks. It was a short exchange. And then we'd accept kids back. It was so funny. I'll never forget. Um, we had kids come back and we thought we'd like, we were just at a classic Rotary barbecue um, sort of familiarizing them with what Rotary in Australia does. And we thought we'd lost one of the kids, um, but he was just riding in the elevator because they didn't have elevators at home. And he was just so fascinated by this concept. It, it, like, <laughs> the exchanges that Rotary does is absolutely phenomenal. Um, and of course, Rotaract, so much Rotaract, did a lot of the club positions. They only let me stop being secretary when I agreed to be president of that club. Then I was district Rotaract representative, then Rotaract Australia. Yeah. And so I guess what, what made you want to become, you know, take the next step and do uh, district Rotaract representative? Let's start there. When I was in that space, we actually did a community service trip to Sri Lanka. So we had close contacts with people who ran a children's home over there. So eight of us raised over $10,500 through various means barbecues, asking for donations, chocolate runs and all those things. Um, I admit that I probably ate more chocolate than I sold, but it's all right because I put the money in, so I figured it was fundraising for myself. It's fine, um, it's fine. To totally legit. Um, yeah, we went to Sri Lanka for two weeks and did work with the children's home and the agricultural project attached to that, but we met Rotaractors and Rotarians over there. Some who are still friends like with us today, which is just amazing. And I just, I saw the internationality of Rotary. Um, I think when people get out of the club, whether it's Rotary or Rotaract, once you see beyond the club, they're like the scope of what Rotary is involved with is just phenomenal. I mean, everyone talks about Polio Plus or NPolio now, and that's amazing. I mean, we've eradicated a disease from the world, like, mm -hmm. wow. Um, but there's so much other stuff going on. Like, I remember attending my first Asia Pacific Rotaract Regional Conference. It was actually in Sydney in Australia. Um, and again, I drank a whole other batch of Kool-Aid and started traveling and doing international conferences with Rotary and just seeing stuff at that level. And then my first Rotary International Convention, oh, dude, um, it was in Bangkok, 38,000 Rotarians from 172 different countries, and everyone's there under the banner of service above self. Like, that will blow your mind. And if you ever get, you know, stuck in your day-to-day -day of, you know, reading minutes and doing meetings and all the project planning, just attending one of these will just change your perception of all of it and make it all worthwhile all over again. And it's just oh, amazing. So much inspiration, like 
just so much yay. Look, I've got goosebumps just like feeling the vibes coming off of you right now. So look. Oh, all the feels, baby. All the feels. <laughs> and I think that that's exactly right. So when you moved um, and was a district Rotaract representative, how did you make the transition to being a part of the Rotaract Australia executive? Okay, so when I did my DRR training, um, sorry, district Rotaract representative training, um, after our training, we had what was what then became the first Rotaract Australia Council meeting. Um, as we were the DRRs of the districts, and our districts were the one who was signing, um, like the charter arrangement for the MGIO at the time. So it was initially the multi-district information organisations incorporating districts and then we listed all the district numbers. We couldn't call ourselves the MGIO of Australia because we didn't have all the districts involved. Um, so after my DRR training, I attended what was to be my first council meeting for Rotaract Australia. And this was just the most amazing thing I'd ever heard of. Um, I mean, our district wasn't big. We had three Rotaract clubs initially, like before we got redistricted. Um, and the three clubs worked really well together. But the idea that we could do this on a national level blew my mind. And I was just so excited to be a part of it. So first, first year I was on the council and then the second year I was chair. I mean, that's a, a fairly um, steep learning curve from, you know, being a club president to representing a couple of clubs to then looking after or overseeing or, you know, being able to assist so many clubs around the country. And we're talking 2011 at this point? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> again, the, the number's not my thing. We talked about that. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it would have been, I think it was 2011, 2012, I was Rotaract like RA chair. Just amazing stuff, man. And I, it's always been a sink or swim type situation. Like you can sit there and go, oh, I don't know enough about it. Or you can just jump in and learn. Like, and particularly because it was the beginning of RA, we were very much creating what we were doing anyway. So it was not so much learning, but developing and trying stuff and figuring it out. And it was amazing. And it was such a good group of people. And man, I still count that council as, you know, some of my best friends even today, like family. It's awesome. And yeah, wouldn't change a thing. And so now I guess, you know, it's been from that point, it's, we're now in 2020. So that's almost a decade of Rotaract in Australia that you sort of don't remind me yeah <laughs> in a nice way i guess there's been, there's been lots of changes since then what are some of your you know what are some of the memorable moments that you can think of oh dude so many all the conferences any conference we went to um we had when we went to bangkok the um three international conferences lined up so we had the asia pacific regional rhetoric conference and then directly after that was the Rotary International Pre-Convention. And then directly after that was the Rotary International Convention. So I was in Bangkok for 14 days and did 12 days worth of conferences. But I think there was 
12 Australian like rotor actors who'd gone over. So because of RA, we'd been able to coordinate. We all got like matching shirts. So we were like heaps cool, but we managed to organize accommodation together. And when we had days of conference, we did sightseeing together, like, things like that, man. That was like, huh. Like you said, chills. Um, but those are some of my favorite memories of Rotaract and Rotaract Australia coming together to, you know, support Rotaractors in Australia, but traveling all over the world and doing it together. I mean, everything is bigger and more amazing than we ever thought when we were launching this thing. Um, just, I mean, the development of Australian Rotaract Games, the Australian Rotaract Conference. The first Australian Rotaract Conference was half a day in Sydney. And that was attached to the, the Asia Pacific Rotaract Regional Conference um, in 2010 in Sydney. So we had that, then we had half a day at the end of it, which was the first Rotaract Australia Conference. Um, so to see how far that's come, amazing. Um, uh, Rotaract Awards, like um, uh, just the projects we've been able to honor, the Rotaractors of the Year we've been able to honor, just phenomenal stuff. Um, oh, I remember the first, <laughs> the first MGIO training in, you know, what we then termed Eastern Region. Two days out, I was like, that's it, I'm canning it, no one's coming. And then I think we had eight people turn up to the president's training. And then we had maybe 30 people turn up to the board elect training. And it's just like, it's grown so much and things have changed so much. And it's just so awesome to see how it's developed and grown, you know, in all the aspects. I mean, we, we started newsletters, we got a website, but things have just like, it was archaic, not the word. Um, unpolished at the time um, and it's so good to see how far it's developed and grown and how polished and professional it's all coming across now like I mean we did the best we could I remember we had um, Hugh Evans speak at I think the Melbourne Australia Rotaract Conference way back oh, the second or third conference we had so Hugh Evans from the Global Poverty Project um, and we've just gone up and up since then. Um, the quality of speakers who are willing and ready and able to talk at these conferences because of the, you know, the rapport, the reputation they've built is amazing, second to none. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it just shows how, you know, a group of passionate young people can, you know, take on the world. And each year that grows and gets more exciting and, and you know, changes and transforms. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And so you are obviously based on the east coast of South, uh, of not South Australia, of Australia. Yes. <laughs> um, South Coast, <laughs> New South Wales. Yep. <laughs> yeah, look, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Um, same, same. <laughs> Geography is not important either. They're like numbers, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, so how are you still involved in the Rotaract space? Okay. Um, so... Probably not officially anymore. I mean, once I got out of, once I graduated from Rotaract, um, I was made 
the Rotaract chair for the district for a few years. I was, oh, what did they call it? The Rotary advisor for the MDIO the year after I was chair because I'd graduated into Rotary at that point. Um, just always been around to help mentor, assist. We tried to work starting a few clubs here and there. Um, I've been mentoring a few clubs. I've made appearances at different trainings, whatever's needed. Um, I still seem to be a bit of a liaison between Rotary and Rotaract, although I don't hold any official role. Um, but people know that, you know, Amanda was in Rotaract, so ask her. I mean, it was huh, nine years ago that I was in Rotaract, but that's all right. Happy to be a point of contact. So yeah, well, no official role. Um, I've done mentoring and training and assisting and I'll jump in wherever I can with Rotaract. And so what do you do in the Rotary space these days? <sighs> okay, how long have you got? Um, <laughs> I, I love Rotary, so a um, bit of an addict, I think. Um, on a club level, we've just started a new club. So we're working with another past Rotaract Australia president, uh, Rebecca Fry. We just chartered the Social Impact Network um, in District 9685. So I'm chartered a vice president there. In terms of district, so District 9685 in Sydney, uh, I'm the director of learning and development for the district. I'm also the director of one of our ripen camps. So that's the Rotary Youth Program of Enrichment Camp, um, 14 to 16 year olds for the weekend. It's like the junior version of RILA. Um, been doing that for probably 12 years or something now, um, but been the director for the last couple. <sighs> See, numbers aren't important, right? Anyway. Um, it's the passion I'm that counts. Of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're only the young as you feel, and as long as you don't ask me in the morning, then I, I can do all right. <laughs> um, at the zone level, I'm on the regional training and development working group. They're looking to, um, they're asking some questions and, revising what we can do at a regional level to support um, districts with their training. I'm in a bunch of fellowships and Rotary Action Groups. I'm the Public Image Director of the Young Rotarian Fellowship. Um, I just finished a two-year term being the Australian Director uh, for the fellowship and now I've been elected as the Public Image Director uh, for the fellowship, which is awesome. Plus, you know, general projects and odds and ends here and there. And just, you know, generally a really big advocate for all things Rotary and Rotaract. Look, living your best life right there, I think. hundred oh, percent. I don't know if my husband agrees because he doesn't see me much. Although, because of COVID, everything's online now. So I'm saving a lot on petrol. That is, that is definitely true. And I guess as we are coming to the end of our chat, what is your advice to young Rotaractors or, you know, people who are, you know, potentially transitioning into Rotary? What's your advice to them? I just remember when I was graduating, um, the term was very much more aged out and I was like, I don't like that. I'm picking graduating. Thanks guys. Um, it was very much like Rotary was a really different world to Rotaract. Um, but 
I've seen these worlds get closer and closer and that's awesome. Now that there's no age limit for Rotaract, I still encourage Rotaract just to look to join Rotary. Um, Rotary needs you, yeah? Um, Rotaract's amazing and Rotaract will always be amazing, but Rotary needs you. I guess one couple of things, like a couple of things I'd say off the top of my head, um, join Rotary and make it what it can be, yeah? Don't sit there and go, it's not right for me, so too bad. Um, it can be amazing, but it needs you to be amazing. Um, and the other thing is your Rotary journey is an individual thing. So it's not, don't tie it to a club. So when I was in Rotaract, I was in Rotaract, one club, six years, amazing. Um, but I've been in four different Rotary clubs. And I think it's about finding your place in Rotary. Whether you find the club that's for you or you find your passion or your drive through a fellowship or an action group, um, little asterisks here, let me know if you need more information on fellowships or Rotary action groups because they're not hugely known about, but they're phenomenal ways to connect with Rotarians across the world who have similar interests to you. Um, so find your club, find your fellowship, find your action group or create it, yeah? Um, Beck and I have worked with an amazing team of Rotary alumni to create the Rotary Club that we've just started uh, because it filled a gap. There were a lot of Rotary alumni out there who love Rotary and what it stands for, but couldn't find a club that suited them. So we started one. And Rotary is very much throwing out the rule book in terms of, oh, you have to have X percentage of attendance or you can't be a member. You don't have to join a club that does dinner every week. I mean, when I was, the first Rotary Club I joined was a weekly dinner club. But to me, you know, that was $25 a week. I would t happily take four weeks off that and donate $100 a year to being a centurion, to the Rotary Foundation. Um, so the money can go in and come out to projects all over the world. So yeah, Rotary's recreating what it requires. If you can't find it, build it. And on that lovely note, thank you so much for chatting to us today. And hopefully we can get you back on a later episode and chat some more. Well, I'm not going anywhere. Um, thank you, COVID. But even without that, you've got my details. You'll find me. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe to Chats by Roadrack Australia on your favourite podcasting channel. And like, share and comment on the RA socials.